Hello, hello, holy, healthy, happy mamas. It is so good again to have you here, to have you take this time, carve it out of your very busy schedule and come join us on another episode on this podcast. I'm your host, Cheyenne Clayman, but as you know, I am not often alone on this podcast where I love to share from my story. I find it to be even more exciting to get other moms on here, grab a cup of coffee and let us just go with our story because I truly believe that every mom has a story and every story should be shared. And today I have such a fantastic guest here today. She's someone that I have not gotten the chance to meet in person, but I already have such a huge friend crush on her. We have connected in so many different ways online, um, especially over our connection of being stepmothers and raising kids in a blended family. But before I go more into that, I'm going to let her share more of her story with you today. So please, everyone, give a warm welcome to Mrs. Melissa Smith. Hey, girl, how are you? Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I am so excited to be here. And it's so nice to finally see you and talk to you. I know it's not in person, but it's pretty fun rather than just, you know, static pictures and instant messaging. Totally. It is. It's like, oh, you're a real person. You know, it's like I can I almost <laughs> reach out and touch you. And and for those of you who are watching the clip later, you'll see that uh, the both of us have our screens blurred. It's like hashtag real mom life. Like <laughs> we know what's in the background, but you guys don't. But uh, <laughs> I am transparent that I record most of these podcasts in my son's bedroom slash nursery. So I am like hanging out in front of the crib right now. Um, but I'm so excited that Melissa, that we're hanging out in your crib, literally we're hanging out in your home, um, and hanging out with you today. And so, uh, before we dive into more of just your story as a mom, you know, so many moms, of course, one of our favorite topics to talk about is our kids. So I would love to just give you a moment to, uh, share with all the ladies listening today, a little bit about your family. Feel free to throw in your big kid there, you know, your husband, uh, share about him and also the children <laughs> you guys have together. So together in our household, we have five kids. I, however, did not give birth to five children. My husband and I um, were high school sweethearts who broke up because as he likes to remind me, I broke up with him and I made the mistake um, when we were in college. So we went our separate ways. Um, so this is not our first marriage. He has three children who are teenagers. Um, the oldest just graduated from high school last year. So she's 18. And then he has a 16-year-old boy and a 14-year-old girl. I have a 15-year-old girl from my first marriage. And then together, we have our almost two-year-old. So it's almost like we started completely over because when the youngest teenager graduates high school, the year she graduates in May, our son will be starting kindergarten. We are literally just starting over. <laughs> starting over. It's like, you're like, screw the empty nest thing. Like right yep. when you would add that, you're like, okay, here we go round two. Absolutely. We figured, well, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to do this from the beginning when we should have gotten married right off the bat. So we'll just do it now. Fine. Why not? With a mix of four teenagers in there, not to mention, right? Oh my gosh. Nope. I'm not sure other mom's jaw dropped right there because 
that's a whole lot of like emotions and, and estrogen and testosterone. And I'm not just talking about you and your husband, but of course those teens, right? (laughs) There is so much going on. Um, I have to know, like, you know, first and foremost, how was their adjustment to having a little brother? Cause that's a big age gap for all of them. Super, super excited. My husband is an incredible father. So his kids are so responsible and respectful and just, they would never, ever say anything against, you know, they just wouldn't be disrespectful at all. So they've always been great. They've always been eager to help babysit. We've got built in babysitters. And they, they just adore him. Like sometimes to the point where I can go a little nuts because if I'm trying to get him to bed, they're, they're wanting to give him one last hug, one last kiss. And I'm like, okay, the kids gotta go to bed. Right. They love him, but they love him. And yeah. I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's like a good problem to have, right? You're trying to instill like good values and and discipline in your son. And here he's got these older siblings that are just spoiling the shoot out of him. But it is like one of those things, right? I think as a mom, you take yourself out of the situation and almost um, can like, as if you're watching, maybe it like unfold in front of you, like a movie. And you've got to feel like, wow, it could, because I think we all know, we've all heard stories, right? Especially with social media. We, we sometimes do, we see people's highlight reels, but sometimes you see the dirty laundry too. And I think we've all heard, especially at least in blended family, some horror stories. So I love that that is the presence that's in your home. And I, and I do think that that speaks loudly of your husband, but also you and how you guys nurture your home life as well. Yeah, I and think so. I'm curious now that, so you said, so you've got four olders and then you've got this one little, little prince, this one little guy. Um, are there any plans to add any other to the family? Oh no, no. no. <laughs> You're like, oh, we're good. I'm, yeah. I will be the first to say if whatever God sends our way, God sends mm-hmm. our way and we'll be happy about it. Um, but I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. I'm too old for this. Right. Right. Which uh, I can't imagine that you're like a day over 30, but I know that you are a little. Oh, my gray hair says otherwise. (laughs) Those silver linings. I think that might be the the teenagers or the the years of being a mom because you're now your daughter. Your daughter is 16, 15, 15. 15, 15. That's right. So I think what's really interesting, Melissa, is that not only just with your blended kids, but even your own biological kids, like you had them about 13 years apart or so it sounds like, Mm. um, you know, and they're maybe moms listening right now that maybe they too, maybe they either had kids really young or they had one and two boy and a girl thought they were done. Um, maybe they also, um, went through a divorce and now they've really met the love of their life and they're contemplating thinking about becoming a mom again. Um, what would you say to moms that are in that situation when they've got a child that's maybe, you know, 10 and over a teenager, um, what has the experience been like for you to kind of do it all over again? Built in babysitters. I mean, that's the first thing I will tell you is built-in babysitters. It's really nice when we can just pick up and go to the grocery store. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And there, there are nights when my husband will come home from work and tell the kids, Hey, feed the baby. I'm taking her out for a date and we go out for a date night. Just, so yeah, it's good that. stuff. I feel like I need to like get your address after our podcast and then like just move my family by you guys. Cause I kind of like that. There's like all these teenagers and I have one in my home. So we've already got friends there and, uh, built some yep. babies. <laughs> but you make it a would good, be fun. You know, I think that, um, there are so many families, so many women, I feel like they have that pressure too to have children back to back. And, and here I'm a mom that, um, you know, we at first thought we were going to have two littles, uh, within two years apart. Um, but we had miscarried our sweet little angel, um, that's in heaven. And now we are pregnant again and our children will be three years apart, um, where it's a little bit bigger of an age gap. And I do see where my son is definitely going to be able to help out more, but he's still going to be growing up with this sibling. It's still going to, there's going to be moments where they fight and they struggle as opposed to like him and his sister's relationship, you know, him and his sister are 11 and a half years apart. And it is like you said, it's, it is really neat to see them step up and them help. And like, did you, would you say like, did you get to see qualities come out of your daughter that you had never seen before? Absolutely. Yeah. She, um, she's always been an only child. So she's never had to share the limelight. Like even on her dad's side, she, he never really, he never, he recently remarried. So Mm -hmm. she's always been the only one there too. Um, But to have her, just to see her interact with him, Mm -hmm. I had never really seen how she was with little kids because we just, we, we live farther away from my brother and his wife who have two little kids. So I never really got to see my daughter interact with the young children before. And it's just, it's fun when she does bath time and I can <laughs> hear her in the bathroom with him giggling and, and telling him, no water stays in the tub. And she tries to reprimand him. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's sweet. It's sweet I, to watch them and to see the love. It's, it's cute. Totally. Oh gosh, it has to be amazing when I know so many moms on my podcast, when they come on, you know, just moms in general, we have our conversations with other moms. It's like, we all experience the whole, like, oh, I sound like my mother kind of a thing. Like when you're a mom, right. Yeah. The thing out. But I can only imagine what it has to feel like to be a mom that still has a young little one that you are actively mothering. And then maybe hear your daughter sound a little bit like you, like, wow, that has to be. Yeah. Very kind of hilarious. And right. (laughs) I was going to say there has to be some like, yeah, like, I don't know, some like fist bumping going on with yourself. I don't know. Or, or like a, yeah, a hilarity of stuff that I'm sure you talked with her about or things she didn't want to do. And all of a sudden, mm, where is it coming from? Right. Oh yeah. When they tell the, when they tell the baby not to whine or something and I'll just look at them and go, Oh really? Oh really? Somebody else does that too. Hmm. <laughs> what's it feel like now I love it <laughs> it's so true it's like here's another slice of humble pie for everybody in the house <laughs> and going on absolutely 
And so, and it's, and, and then not only did your daughter also grab or, or gain a little brother, but she also gained all of these, you know, step siblings, these siblings in her home. Um, what was that like? Uh, Cause how, how long have you guys been married or how long have you been blending your family for? Um, well, I think it was in 2020. We, we moved in together in 2020, got married. Um, so it's been a couple of years. So they, but they had met, gosh, I don't even remember how long before we got married, um, that they had met, but she hadn't ever really had siblings. Right. And it was, it was fun because they all, they all got along really well together right off the bat. At this point now they've got their differences because now they're like real siblings. Right. So they (laughs) irritate each other. (laughs) It's almost like, I feel like that's a good sign, you know, it's like, cause then, you know, they're not just like playing nice or being like, you know, you know, on their best behavior. It's like, it's, it's just the, how human behavior is when we feel comfortable with someone, right. We let our guard down. And so it's like, I feel like if they are acting up every once in a while, or if they're whining with each other, it's like, that's a compliment, right? It's like, oh, that's good. That's the direction. Absolutely want to see it going so well we've definitely Mm -hmm. established today that you got a whole house of beautiful blendedness and and craziness going on um hashtag i'm still gonna say uh built-in babysitter that's totally gonna be the hashtag episode um definitely a perk for sure but i'm wondering now that you've experienced motherhood for 15 years so crazy enough, it's like over a decade, decade and a half, times have changed. And now you've had a boy and a girl. Um, what would you say that you love like most about being a mom? Oh, gosh. Oh, I don't know. I, I think I love the fact that God has given me this responsibility to shepherd mm. to, well, at this point, five precious souls. I mean, when you consider how deeply you love your children, but he loves them that much more. And yet he's entrusted you to guide them and lead them. I love knowing that I'm in that position Mm. to be an example of a godly wife and what they should be looking for in a wife or to be Um, just just feeling that weight, it's daunting, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like a double-edged sword almost. It's got that power behind it. But I was actually going to ask you, like, if you felt the weight or maybe more, a better question would be like, because it's totally understandable that you would feel that weight. I think many parents, especially Christian parents do feel that when you feel that extra, almost like responsibility and, um, you know, opportunity, of course, for stewardship with the children, what do you do? Like when you feel that weight is getting really heavy, like how do you navigate that? You pray, Mm. you pray and you lay it down. Because ultimately, all you can do is obey him. Yeah. You read, you study, you learn what he's asked of you. You do your best to obey him. And then you have to lay it down. You have to give them to him. There are a lot of struggles that I have with my daughter. 
specifically that have broken my heart. But all I can do is recognize that Jesus is sufficient. He is where we get our joy. He is where we get our peace. And I can't look to her behavior and her decisions to fulfill me. Mm. Only he can do that. And if I'm looking for joy in my child, I'm making my child an idol. If I feel like I can't be joyful, I can't be at peace unless they make this right decision and this right decision, then I have placed them on a pedestal because my joy and my peace come from Jesus alone. So I need to be able to lay those burdens down and give them to him. That's really important. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sitting here like a sponge soaking all of this up because I, <laughs> cause I know that this is going, this is coming my way and this is something to squeeze out and, and be applicable and used with both of the children that are in my life too. Um, you know, you mentioned your, your daughter, cause I, I think anyone who has a teenager, it's, it's really, uh, it's incredible to see these little human beings that you birthed and that you, you were there for mostly in the beginning, their survival. And, and then they have their own will and their own mind and their own talents and their own beliefs starting to come out as a teenager. Um, you know, when you share about leaving it down before the Lord and, or letting it go and not looking to, you know, your children for, for fulfillment, at least for joy, like not letting your, your joy, um, rest on their shoulders. Um, I can only imagine how freeing that is for your children too. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a good point because they don't feel burdened. Right. They don't feel like they're responsible for their mom's mood. Yes. Yeah. And it's something that it's, it just reminds me of just how we are also, I feel called to be like conscious parents, like conscious of what, how our emotions affect our kids too. Sometimes it's like, Mm -hmm. you can even it when they're little. I I notice uh, our son has shown recently that he's very sensitive to our um, our words and the volume or the tone of our words, you know, it's like you see instantly how it shifts and it changes um, his little dynamic and personality. But I, I can imagine as a, as a teenager, as they grow, it's like, yeah, they, they almost can't help, but um, be impacted by the emotions of their parents. And so I love that you, you really reminded me tonight that it's like, wow, you know, when we take that burden off of us, not only are we more free and we give it to the Lord and, and, um, you know, his, his, uh, our yoke can feel heavy, but his is light so he can carry it. It's like, but then we lighten that burden from our children as well. Yeah. I've heard it said that the moms, the wives are the thermostat in the home, not the thermometer. They don't read the temperature, but they're the ones that bring the temperature hot or cold. So based upon our own peace, the peace that we display, the peace that we feel, that's what permeates the home. Most of, most of the time. I've had a previous marriage where a lot of it is, you know, other people and you can try to be at peace as much as you can. So let's just say that's not um, an exact for every situation, but in most cases, it's true. It's the mom that, you know, when mom is not happy, nobody's happy and it shouldn't be like that. It is like that. That's true, but it's not up 
to them to make mama happy. Right. It's up to mama to make mama happy. Right. right? And and what a beautiful uh, opportunity that you get to teach your daughter who could very well be a mom or a wife someday as you're raising a little woman mm-hmm. and your uh, husband has, is it two girls He also, or one girl? Yeah. Two girls and one boy. Ah, so you have three young women in your influence that God has, as you've said, given you one, maybe more time or the other, but regardless, it's like, you still have these, these little women in your life that you get the opportunity to share by your example. Um, you know, and, and how often is it so hard to, uh, to not fight that reality as a mother when you're like, gosh, I, I you know, my, my dad used to say growing up, he'd always say, do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> mm, yep. And just classic, just one of those things. Like, I think if I, if I thought about it, he probably got it from his parents. You know, it's just, he obviously didn't always mean that, but it was like, now I get it as a parent. I'm like, yeah, man, it sucks when like, you just want your kids to follow what you say. You know, it's like, cause you feel like what you say is like the proper, the, the, the thing that you think on, you dwell on, but our actions are harder to navigate and, 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 um, back up and, and, uh, yeah. And position, um, before the Lord, you know, so I see though, that you said for sure that prayer was like your first line of defense. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, he is our source of power. He yeah. is where we get our strength, our power, our joy, our peace, our humility, everything, our wisdom, all of it comes from him. And when, when we feel drained and exhausted and, we don't know where to go and what to do a lot of the time you've got to think okay well have i been seeking him have i been mm-hmm. resting in mm-hmm. him because mm-hmm. if we don't do that and plug into his power source then we're of course we're going to be burdened everything else is going to be louder because we're not letting him be that yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I so get that. And I'm sure the moms listening out there, it's like, because it can be, it's one of those things in life. Like my husband and I, when we, we coach families and couples, you know, um, through how to have just more constructive, whether it be communication or, um, d- just dialogue around challenging situations is we always make sure we have people check their expectations because so often we can just have the wrong expectations of, ourselves, of our spouse, of our children, right? And um, even of God, sometimes our expectations with him are also, you know, how, how, how often have we, maybe whether it be actual liter- literally or just in our, our heart, like, oh God, please, 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 please take this away. Please take this away. You know, and our expectation mm-hmm. is that he loves us. He's just going to take it away. But obviously that's not always um, the case or what his best is. And so I love that um, you're reminding us too. I feel a little bit of like checking your expectations and um, laying them at the feet Absolutely. of Jesus. And, and just by pointing women to pray is such a good tactic. It's such a practical tactic because as a wife, we can feel overwhelmed. Like you said, Melissa, like it is the reality, like whether we like it or not to have a healthy expectation, I think we do have to imagine in a majority of households, we are the thermostat. We may not want to be the thermostat. We may feel like really burdened by it, but there's a reason I believe that God made us as women as like the nurturers of the home of the emotional beings. And I've learned a lot from other women like you to, instead of like running from that and trying to deny that, but like owning it 
and embracing it. And I do believe like, you're so right. That first step is to stop, drop and pray. Absolutely. And if prayer is step one, is there like a step two that you could share with other moms listening? If, if maybe they're, they're just kind of coming to this idea in their motherhood journey of prayer, maybe prayer is new to them, or maybe a woman is out there listening and she's realizing, wow, I've really neglected my prayer life. Like I want to start there. Is there anything you would say to follow up prayer with, um, that helps you even in your own household? I think it goes hand in hand with reading scripture because you can't have a relationship with someone when you don't hear from them. Mm. And at this point, God doesn't speak audibly to us anymore. Scripture tells us that everything we need to know and learn is in scripture. We can't possibly know what God's will is for us, what his instructions are for us how he wants us to raise our children, how he wants us to treat our husbands, the example he wants us to be, unless we read scripture. We can't just read devotionals written by other humans and get their own opinions on things. We have to read God's word directly. We need to hear from him. And that's how you have that relationship. You learn to study it. You learn to research what the original language meant, what was meant by it. And you dive into it and then you pray, you hear from him and then you pray and worship. Worship is huge. Focus on who God is, all of his attributes, everything good about him. When we are focused on him, nothing else matters. It's like the hymn that talks about turn your eyes upon Jesus and the yeah. things of earth will grow strangely dim. And it really can be very strange yeah. how dim everything gets and nothing else feels as mm-hmm. burdensome anymore because you feel his strength yes. just yeah. overflow from you into all of your situations. And you recognize you're not enough. You're not strong enough to do anything but he is and that's good we need i think we need to stop telling ourselves you're enough and you're strong enough and you're capable no you're not because that makes you feel like you have to be mm. you don't have to be mm. you need to let him be and rest in that yeah yeah wow Melissa, this is powerful, powerful stuff. This is, I know something that so many moms out there need to hear because there's just so many studies and statistics that I come across all the time and just conversations with moms of how they do feel disempowered, how they feel like I'm not enough. I can't do this and I can't do that. But I think the message we're bringing home today is that you don't have to. Again, take off. You know, it's like, really bringing them to a place of surrender. And I feel like that is where your joy in your motherhood can come from when you realize like you don't have to do it all that he is there. Mm -hmm. Um, You had mentioned prayer, scripture. So getting in the word. And then you also mentioned worship. And I just want to know, because there is a lot of different um, 
mentalities or I should say understandings of worship nowadays. And so what does worship mean to you? Well, for me, I'm, I've always been a singer. I sing professionally. I've always been in the choir and on the worship team. So, I mean, when I think about the way it fills my soul for me, worship most of the time is music because you are expressing your love and you're expressing your adoration. Um, Musically, it, it just, it does something to your soul. But worship is really just the way you show him glory and honor. It doesn't have to be through music. I heard someone describe worship as the way you serve. So whether it's putting dinner on the table for your kids, whether it's handing out blankets to the homeless, when you are obeying him and serving, you are in effect worshiping. When, but your mind needs to be stayed on him when your intent, your motivation is to honor him. And it's not to get something back. It's not to make yourself look good through your service. You're doing those things because he is good. And because he has asked that of you, that's worship, a posture of service out of gratitude, not Mm -hmm. duty. Yeah. Wow. A posture. Wow. I love that. A posture of service out of gratitude, not duty. If there was a, if hashtag is, you know, built in babysitter, that is going to be the quote. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say Uh, that was very powerful. Thank you so much for sharing, for sharing that. And, uh, you know, moms out there listening, if you happen to be tone deaf or you couldn't carry a tune, um, be encouraged that worship is not just singing, but also know that singing also for the Lord is he doesn't care if you sound like you should be on the voice or not. Right. It's like, he says, make a joyful noise. Exactly. (laughs) Whatever that is, whatever it is, as long as as Melissa said, it is something done out of your pure, your pureness and for gratitude and not about sounding right or feeling like you have to. And, and I love that. I love that that can also translate into how we serve one another and also the people in our home, the ones that God has given us um, to do life with and to steward, which is our children, our husbands, sometimes our dogs, our cats, but all of them, how it can all be surrender to him. And uh, what a relief I feel at the end of this episode as we, as we're wrapping up here, I feel that um, you have been like a breath of fresh air. And I definitely want the moms out there listening to know, like, it's okay if you're not perfect. It's okay if uh, every single day, if you're feeling like a failure, because you don't have to stay in that position in that place. And it's, it's about, uh, yeah, giving your everything to the one who made you and the one who gave you those babies and the one that brought you uh, to this space today. And so, um, Melissa, you know, I just want to thank you for your, your time and your, and your energy and just your gift 
of the words that you've spoken today. Um, I really believe that the Lord spoke through you. I also believe just through years of your, your motherhood, uh, there's so much wisdom there. Um, I do want to give you an opportunity um, before we close that um, if there was any resources or anything, whether it be maybe scripture, Bible verses, or something you've come across online, um, anything that you'd like to share with moms today, I wanted to give you the opportunity to do that. So there are probably three things I would highly recommend. One is a book called The Peaceful Mom by April Cassidy. Mm. Um, another is for anyone, whether you are seasoned in the word, you grew up in the church like I did, or if you are a brand new Christian, there is um, a Bible study called The Bible Recap. Mm. that you can find for free on their website. It's a reading plan where you read through the entire Bible in a year chronologically. Oh. And she has a podcast where she gives a summary of the day's reading and explains a couple of things. And it's like five to seven minutes long every day. It's oh. really good. And then there's also a study guide that you can buy. I've read through the Bible a couple of times but doing this study has just opened my eyes to so many more things. So I just think it's great for everyone. And then unrelated to anything having to do with um, spirituality or your faith, what I have loved with my daughter, we did this when she was starting at eight months, and then we did it with my son too, is a program called Signing Time. Mm -hmm. It has been incredibly helpful. Both of my kids started speaking in full sentences at really young ages and learned how to communicate through signs because they can show you what they want with their hands yes. a lot quicker than they can express with their words. Yes. More and all the things. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm if you can't see the video right now, I'm just telling Melissa more, please, um, because mm -hmm. I just want more of what she's got. Um, but we mm -hmm. all did that with our son and especially with him being bilingual, it was a really great way for him to connect words and just be able to communicate. Um, like you said, it's a, it's an incredible tool that you can uh, gift your children with and gift yourself with. Um, but I love, I love all those resources just sound so fantastic. And ladies, uh, for those of you that are maybe in, in your car or holding your coffee right now, no worries. I'll have the, um, the links to those resources. I'll grab them from Melissa and put them in the show notes below. And as a last resource, I want to make sure that any mom that was inspired or encouraged by you today um, that wants to take the opportunity to reach out to you and connect with you, what's the best way she can do that? You can find me pretty much anywhere, Instagram or Facebook or my website. It's missyannsmith.com, M-I-S-S-I-A-N-N-Smith, S-M-I-T-H. Um, Facebook, same name, Instagram, same name, and website, missyannsmith.com. My email is melissa at missyannsmith.com. I try to make it really easy and redundant. Redundancy oh. is key. Yes. <laughs> um, that's like a free tip right there. <laughs> make your lives easier, seriously. Um, but I love that. And, uh, you know, Missy or Melissa will uh, definitely put all of those notes at the bottom of the show notes here, ladies. So if you just scroll down, I'll make it nice and easy for you. Nice and clickable. Um, so we will make sure we get you connected with her right away. But, uh, Melissa, thank you so much for your time, for just your love today. Um, I'm tr truly going to go back to this episode myself and take notes. I feel like it was so valuable and I really appreciate you spending your time with us today. 
thank you for having me. It was really fun to get to chat with you. And I hope this has been helpful. Oh, it definitely, definitely has. And if you ladies felt like it was helpful, please let us know below. You can go ahead and write comments on wherever you are listening to this uh, message, this podcast. You can also shoot me a review if you want to let us know how much this episode blessed you. But most of all, I just thank you so much for participating with us, being here with us. I'm giving you a big virtual hug and uh, just know that I am praying for each and every one of you and I adore you from one mom to another. Thank you for listening to another episode episode of Holy Healthy Happy Mama. You ladies matter. Never forget. Jesus loves you. I love you. And we'll see you again on a new episode.